happy and healthy. Happy Tuesday, you guys. It is Janine, and it is a lovely, lovely Tuesday today. Well, I'm actually recording this on a Friday, and I will be posting this on a Tuesday, but today is Friday, and I am in such a good mood. Um, life has just been, it's been good, and I am just Gosh, I'm so excited about today's episode because this is actually something that I have been wanting to talk about for a bit. Um, so I really hope you guys have been loving my episodes thus far. Of course, on the Happy and Healthy Podcast Instagram, please always let me know who you guys want. Um, of course, I'm still planning on bringing on some fun guests and everything, but this was a guest that kind of just fell into my lap. And when I heard about her and heard about her book, I was like, no, like I have to do this. I have to do it. So the guest I'm bringing on today is Jeannie Cunion, and um, it's, she said it sounds similar to Onion, so Cunion, my bad, Cunion, Jeannie Cunion, and she wrote this book right here called Don't Miss Out, Daring to Believe That Life is Better. I'm going to be bringing on Jeannie today because she is talking about the Holy Spirit, and if you guys have been a longtime viewer, follower, listener, whatever the case may be, you know that... I talk about the Holy Spirit a lot because I truly, firmly, wholly believe that life with the Holy Spirit is better. It is. And um, he has transformed my life. The Holy Spirit has changed my life. The Holy Spirit is part of the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And I just believe if we are not doing life without the Holy Spirit, then we are missing out, which is why this book is so perfect because it says don't miss out. And so uh, Jeannie and I actually got connected through a friend of mine. Her name's Terry. Terry, um, I guess, works with uh, Jeannie and she connected me to Jeannie and I was like, I need her on my podcast. And so I'm really hoping that today helps you guys out, opens your eyes up a little bit more and to not put God inside a box. I think a lot of us are coming with preconceived ideas or fears or past experiences, maybe with the Holy Spirit that have left you jaded or confused, or just like, okay, who really is the Holy Spirit? And so today's topic and episode is going to be all about the Holy Spirit, kind of how to encounter the Holy Spirit, um, how we're kind of missing out by not doing life with the Holy Spirit. So I really hope this just spurs you in your faith a little bit more and you guys get to know my guests a little bit more. And when I bring her on, she's just the most gentle kind, sweet woman. She really is. And she just carries the presence of God with her. So I really hope you guys will check out this book and just let this podcast just kind of, you know, stir up affections for the Holy Spirit in your heart. And at the end of today's podcast, we will be praying over you guys that you might encounter the Holy Spirit a little bit more and that you will feel the presence of God. Because I'm telling you, life with the Holy Spirit is better. It transforms you and you don't have to you know, fear as much in life when you know the Holy Spirit is with you everywhere you go. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and I will see you guys next Tuesday for another one. And let's just get right into today's episode. All right, you guys, I am so excited to bring on my special, special guest. She is the author of this amazing book right here called Don't Miss Out. Miss Jeannie Cunyon. Is that right? Cunyon. <laughs> like yes, that is right. Yes, you Welcome got it. Welcome to Happy and Healthy. How are you today? 
Thank you. I'm so happy to be with you today. This is going to be an amazing conversation. I am so excited for this conversation because this is one, I was telling you before you, you this before we jumped on the podcast, but um, this is a conversation I have been trying to figure out how to say and how to do because my followers know, I talk about the Holy Spirit all the time about how life is mm-hmm. incomplete without him. You're getting, you know, two thirds of the Trinity. I mean, like that's a huge chunk that you're missing. And so your book, (laughs) which I'm super excited to talk about your book, don't miss out, which says daring to believe life is better with the Holy spirit. This popped up in my mail randomly. And I was (laughs) like, who sent me this book? I was like, is she like, does she live in my area? Does she know I live here? Like I was so scared, but no, not really. Cause when I saw the title of the book, I was like, okay, I'm not that scared. And I DM'd you because you responded to my story and you're like, oh my gosh, thanks for sharing. And I was like, thank you for sending it to me. But how did you get my address? And yes. it turns out we have a friend in common that helps you promote this book. Is that correct? Yeah. And so she uh, asked if she could send you a copy and I said, I would love that. I love yeah. it. Well, it clearly worked out because we are here today. So why don't you kind of just tell a little bit about yourself, um, your journey, and why is this book so important to you? Yeah. I wrote Don't Miss Out because I discovered I had been missing out and I had no idea I was missing out. So I was raised as a preacher's kid in actually a charismatic church. I've been following Jesus since I was eight years old and I never would have described my faith life as lacking or settling, right? Um, And then several years ago, I just started praying a very simple prayer, which was, God, I want more of you. I just, I want, I don't want to miss out on anything in this life that you have for me that you want me to experience of you. I just want more of you. And I didn't know how he was going to answer that question, but I never anticipated that it would be what it was, which was this curiosity about the Holy Spirit. I mean, Janine, I literally just became so curious about him. Like, who is he and what is his purpose in my life? And, And I think because I grew up in a charismatic church, I, like a lot of Christians, assumed that the Holy Spirit was really for spiritual gifts or he was the fruit of the Spirit, right? Like we put him in those boxes. He's spiritual gifts or fruit of the Spirit. And we don't realize everything he is intended to do in us and for us, how he literally powers our lives and does so much more than we could ever dream or imagine in our own strength. And so I just began to search the scriptures and study with the question, Holy Spirit, who are you? What are you supposed to be doing in my life? And I went straight to John chapters 14 through 16, where Jesus is describing the ministry of the Holy Spirit to the disciples. And that alone was blew my mind. That's so cool. And so was there like a moment, like when you were on this journey that you were perhaps like in your bedroom or in your car and the Holy Spirit came and just like wrecked you or like, was there a divine moment you can think of, or was it just a progressive journey? There were several moments like that. Um, I remember being in church uh, while I was in the middle of deciding whether I was going to write this book because it's one thing to discover it for yourself. And then it's another thing to decide to put it in writing and share it with the world. And we had gone to this, um, our friends are pastors at a local church, and we had gone to that church this particular Sunday because they had a guest pastor. And his entire sermon was about the Holy Spirit. And as you know, that's that's unusual. You, you wouldn't think that's unusual, right. but his entire sermon was about the Holy Spirit. And 
and I don't want just because <laughs> we haven't gotten into all this yet. So I don't want to like take it too far, but I can just tell you that as I sat in that service and the lights were dim, I felt the presence of the Holy Spirit. It was like a weighted blanket. It was like his presence assuring me because at that moment I was fighting writing this book. I didn't want to write it because the Holy Spirit is so controversial. Yeah, It's because um, it's such a heavy topic and I don't like writing heavy books. Um, and so I like writing deep, thoughtful books, but it just felt like how do you encapsulate the Holy Spirit in a book in a way that is invitational to other people? But in that moment, it was like I had the assurance that the Holy Spirit was going to give me everything I needed to write this book. And that's an incredible thing that he does for us that a lot of us don't realize is he actually empowers us and enables us to fulfill whatever God-given purpose and God-given dream we have in our hearts. And so we're trying to do these things in our own strength and our own power when God is saying, I have given you my spirit and he can do far more than you could ever hope or imagine. So yeah, that was a very distinct moment for me, um, kind of in the process of deciding to write it. But, you know, I, we feel his presence when, when we have the Holy spirit, it doesn't have to be these big dramatic moments. It's just knowing it's just this tenderness to God's presence that is with you as you go throughout your day. That's an extraordinary gift that is available to all of us. But like you said, I think so many of our, so many of us are neglecting it. Mm. And that's so crazy that when you even just said like, it's controversial, it's like, why is the Holy Spirit controversial? Why is that such a point of contention in the body of Christ? Like I've seen it personally divide churches. I've seen it divide friendships. I've seen it just divide And it's like, that's not what he's meant to do. He's meant there to unite. And for some reason it's, it's dividing the body of Christ, which is just so saddening to me because again, I just, I'm like, I personally cannot imagine my life without the Holy spirit. Like I can't, (laughs) like I genuinely cannot like that without the Holy spirit. Like, I don't, I don't know who I would be. Like I wouldn't have been set free from so many things because that's what I think and you even touched upon this. There's so many people I think roaming around with all this sin and all this guilt and this shame and this things that they're just holding on to. And they think that in order to get free from it, it has to look a certain way. It has to look like, you know, this crazy moment in church, or you have to go confess to the local like pastor or whatever. But like, in your, in your quiet times, the Holy Spirit can come and just wreck you and set you free from something wreck right you. then and right there. Yes. And that's what I want yeah, people I write to know. It. Yeah. I write in the book, um, in the opening chapter that I used to live as though it was Jesus who set me free, but it was Jeannie who kept me free. Mm. That, 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 right. Like we, so if we know that it was, we're set free by Jesus, but we're kept free by the spirit yeah. and that's really important. So when you say, I know I was set free from these toxic thoughts, or I know Jesus set me free from this, you know, these destructive behaviors, or I know Jesus set me free from this shame. Right. But then we go and try and live out that freedom in our own power. And then we can't figure out why these toxic thoughts are taking up residence in our minds again, or why these destructive behaviors are kind of revisiting us, or we get stuck in patterns that we know aren't good for us. And it's because we're trying to stay free without the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm. And Janine, I love the way you talk about him. It's so it's so personal and it's so beautiful. And it just, it demonstrates, I think what most of us or a lot of us don't realize, which is the Holy Spirit is a person. Yeah. 
that he is God, the Holy Spirit, but he is the most loyal friend and champion you will ever have, mm. right? He has, he has this incredible personality. He has a mind, he has a will, he has emotions, and we get to be in relationship with him. And when you think about people in your life, I think going back to your point about why why the church can be so divided about this, I just think there's so much baggage. There's so much baggage attached to the Holy Spirit yeah. that's not who he is, right? Things have been done in his name that are not of him. And so people start to think that the Holy Spirit is either for the super spiritual or the super strange, right? right? He's either for teachers and leaders and pastors who have gotten so close to God that they've gotten access to his spirit. Or the Holy Spirit is for people who do weird things, right? Like the Holy Spirit's weird. No, the Holy Spirit's not weird. People are weird <laughs> and they've made him weird, but he exactly. is like the most likable. He's so likable. And one of the things that really blew my mind as I discovered the Holy Spirit is when Jesus talks about how the Holy Spirit is our helper. And that word helper is so um, big, so full of meaning that it can be translated into words like advocate or strengthener or standby. But one word that really blew my mind is this word champion. And and the way I hear you talk about them really speaks to that, right? So if you think about somebody in your life who champions you, right? Just think of a friend who you just know has your back, somebody who is so for you, somebody who um, wants to see you fulfill the purpose on your life, mm. somebody who wants good things for you, right? That's who the Holy Spirit is. That's who he is. And he lives in us. So God's given us this incredible champion who wants to help us and be that loyal friend. And so when we think about him that way, then it does beg the question, why would I ever forfeit that? Why would I ever neglect right. his presence in my life? But I think it's because we just don't know. Yeah, we don't know, but it's so cool because it's literally a free accessible gift for all of us. Yep. Everyone has the ability and the capability to have it. And I love that you describe it as the champion because that kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier about how we're striving in our own, in our own flesh. But like yeah. a lot of people come to me or they'll, maybe they look at you and they're like, how did you do that? And you're like, it wasn't me. It was the Holy Spirit yeah. through me. And so that's the yeah. beautiful thing about having the Holy Spirit is like, you don't have to strive in your own power and your own will. Like through the Holy Spirit, we're able to overcome and be set free and to do things we never thought we could do because it's his spirit living inside of us. And we can do even greater things than Jesus yes. did on the earth, which is still the most mind boggling thing to me. I'm like, okay, but <laughs> Jesus literally totally like is. raised people from the dead. Like we have that same power in us. And a lot of people, you're right. They just don't know they have that, that power. And so what would you say to people that are like, okay, great. I want to know, how do I get it? What do I do? What are the steps? Like, how can I encounter the Holy spirit now? Yeah. I, I love how you talk about striving because one of the things that became really clear to me as I studied the Holy Spirit is that no matter how hard we strive, and you and I were talking about how we're both doers and we can't sit still. So I'm prone to striving. But yeah. the truth is no matter how hard we strive, human effort cannot produce supernatural results. Mm, that's good. And that's what you're talking about. Yeah. It's like, no matter how much we do, we can't do what only the Spirit can do. And so that's the beautiful thing, like you said, is that if you have put your trust in Jesus, you already have this. 
Because the moment, and I don't think we talk about this enough in church and in, in the salvation narrative, which is the moment you put your trust in Jesus, God puts his spirit in you. So you have the resurrection power of God in you at this moment if you follow Jesus. Mm, and I don't know what's more empowering than knowing that Almighty God indwells his people by his spirit and gives us everything we need to fulfill the purpose he's put on our lives. That's so good. And so we don't have to try and do it in our own. In fact, we settle for so much less than what's possible when we are not living in the power of the Holy Spirit. I remember it was while I was writing the book and I was, you know, scrolling through Instagram and a girl had a shirt on and it stopped me in my tracks because her shirt said, um, everything I need is inside me. And I know that what her shirt meant was that everything she needed was inside of her because she's strong and brave and that's a beautiful thing. But what the thought that went through my mind was, yes, everything I need is inside me because the Holy Spirit of God lives inside me. And so I can do hard things and I can go through hard things because I never do them and walk through them alone because I have the Spirit of God in me fighting on my behalf and he never leaves me. So if somebody's listening, well, how do I get that? Well, if you've put your trust in Jesus, the Holy Spirit already lives in you. He is a person. He's not a power. He's a person who gives you power. And the more you lean into that relationship, like you would any relationship that you value, the more you will begin to experience the benefits of his presence in your life. That's so good. And it's, it's, it's just, it is crazy that a lot of us are settling. Like you said, like, I'm, I think I'm like five chapters into your book and like a lot of us are settling by not encountering this. And I think a lot of people don't realize that it's so much more easy than we've ever imagined. Like it doesn't have to look a certain particular way. I think the problem is that a lot of people that are new believers or people that are maybe struggling with their Mm -hmm. faith, they're like, okay, what does my favorite influencer do? What does my favorite pastor do? What does Jeannie do? Like, what do I do to look like their relationship with the Lord? but not even realizing that the power is already within them. Like you were just saying. Yeah. And I think it's so cool. And like, I love the, the word that you said empowering because like, for example, the other day, like I was at the lake and I was just walking around and it was kind of getting a little bit dark. And sometimes when I'm walking alone, I'm like, Oh, like crap, like it's getting late. Like what if someone tries to mug me? <laughs> but then I literally <laughs> always think I'm like, okay, no, I have the Holy Spirit and I'm like, and no weapon formed against me Come shall on. prosper. And I yes. always think like if any woman or man tries to come against me, I will say the name of Jesus. And I have the Holy spirit defending me and guarding me. So therefore I'm not afraid. And it's literally crazy. Like that is my heart posture, my mindset, wherever I go, because I'm like, God won't let someone like hurt me if I like declare Jesus's name over my life. And so there's certain people, I think just walking around scared, carrying baggage and burdens and all these things where I'm like, you have literally the free gift, this free defender, this free champion with you Yes, engage it. And so, yeah. What is like a practical way for someone right now to, to get that, for them to understand that, for them to start encountering that in their room or wh- where they are right now, what would you say? Yeah. I love what you're saying because it resonates with me because I think we've made him so small, right? Like we've made him small. 
And he's like, but wait, I am actually, I am actually essential to you having a flourishing faith. In fact, the extent to which we are willing to be filled with the spirit is the extent to which our lives will flourish. I mean, and like you said, it's this incredibly free gift that we don't have to do anything in terms of earning it, but I compare it to a gift. So for example, I write about this in the book. So somebody gives you a gift card. I love gift cards, right? So somebody gives you a gift card and says, you know, go, go do whatever you want with that gift card. But if I don't activate that gift card, for example, Amazon gift card, if I don't activate that gift card, then I never benefit from what's on that gift card, right? If I just put it in my drawer and don't activate it, I have it, but I never benefit from it. And so that's a lot like what the Holy Spirit is like. God has given us the Holy Spirit, but when we don't allow God to activate that power in our lives, mm. we don't benefit from his presence. And so the question is, how do I, how do I allow God to activate it? Because it's not like a, a switch we can flip on. It's something we already have. But how do I allow God to activate that power in my life? And the truth is we have to yield to the Holy Spirit. We have to acknowledge his presence and then we have to lean into his leading. So Galatians 5 lays it out really simply when Paul writes, let the Holy Spirit guide your life. Let the Holy Spirit guide your life. And then that's the whole chapter about, you know, the fruit of the spirit and the fruit of the flesh and which, which fruit do we want produced in our life? And so how do you let the Holy Spirit guide your life? It's by, by leaning into him, by yielding to his presence in your life. And, you know, I think about just what, you know, somebody saying, well, how do I, like, what's the first step I would take? Well, I would, I would lean on Jesus's words because in the gospel of Luke, Jesus talks about how parents know how to give good gifts to their children. And then Jesus says, but how much more will God Give the Holy Spirit to those who ask. So Jesus is identifying the Holy Spirit as the greatest gift God gives us. And he says, all we have to do is ask. So it really begins with that posture of saying, I don't know how I feel. Like, it's okay if you're listening and you're like, I don't know if I trust him. Yeah. I don't know if I want more of him. I've seen, I've seen people hurt using his name. I've seen the church do weird things in his name. I don't want to be weird. And I don't want the Holy Spirit if he's weird. But if we remember that it's we, we worship a triune God, so God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, they share the same essence, the same character, the same attributes. So if you trust God the Father and God the Son, then you can trust the Holy Spirit because they are one. And the most beautiful thing that the Holy Spirit wants to do is to make your life a more beautiful love song for Jesus. Yeah right? Because his whole goal is to glorify Jesus. That's what Jesus said. He will glorify me. So I know, and I, Janine, I know for you, like all I want is a life that, that testifies to the love of Jesus and how he rescued me and how he's changed my life completely and freed me from shame and freed me from sin. And not that I don't sin. I do every day. (laughs) I I fall on his grace and mercy every day, but the power that it holds over me is no longer there. And so He's freed me from so much. And so I just want my life to be a love song for Jesus. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. The bigger he becomes in our lives, the more our lives shine the, shine the spotlight on Jesus. And that, that's not something we have to like work up and produce. It's what the Holy Spirit does in us. He does it for us. That is so, so good. I love that. And I, this is something that I was reading. Actually, I'm going through the book of Mark right now. And I just, I just finished it. And at the end, um, I was just like, 
you know, just stopped in my tracks about this. It was Mark 16 and Jesus tells them, he says, go into the, all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved and whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe in my name. They will drive out demons. They will speak new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands and they will drink. And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. And they will place their hands on the sick people and they will get well. And so I read that and I was like, okay, but we do that by the power of the Holy Spirit. So again, I feel like there's a lot of, you know, Christians walking around and they're like, okay, I want just like this. Like, I want to just read my Bible. I want to go to church. I want to be comfortable. And I want this just to be for me, but they're never sending Mm. out. They're never going out. They're Mm. never doing the great commission. They're never doing what Jesus has called us to do. But the thing is, we're not able to do that in our power because he says here in my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak new tongues. They will pick up snakes. They will lay hands on people and they will get well in my name. That is all through the power of the Holy Spirit. And so we're living almost a stagnant Christian walk, a selfish consumerism Christian walk. If we're not ever actually going out and doing what we're called to be doing, what Jesus told us to do in his name with the Holy Spirit. And so it's just a consumerism yeah. faith, which is, and it's not a here I am Lord, send me, use me faith. And so that is yeah. what I'm seeing in today's culture is that the modern day church is just kind of like, you go, you feel good. You sit in the pulpit, you consume. Then you're like, that was awesome. All right. See you guys again next week. Bye. And you go and you just sit in your room and you read and you pray. And that's awesome. That's obviously where it starts in the secret place but we're called to be sent out. And with the Holy Spirit, yes. which is so great, is that, you know, say you're at the grocery store and you feel that tug on your heart, hey, go talk to that person. For those that are listening that maybe don't know what he sounds like, it's that tug on your heart. It's that pull of like, go mm-hmm. talk to that person. Hey, go pray for that person. Hey, go pray or hey, go go pay for that person's meal. Um, and and mm-hmm. that's the voice. It's like a very gentle loving, kind voice. And I think a lot of people, like you were saying, it scares them and it shouldn't scare you. Like you were even saying it was this weighted blanket of just comfort. And he's called the comforter for a reason. One of the other names that the Holy Spirit is called is the comforter. And so I just think it's so beautiful. And I don't want people, as you're saying, like, I don't want people to miss out. (laughs) Like it literally makes sense. Like I love the title of your book because they are. We are. We're we're missing out. We are settling. Like there is so much more. So you might think you have, you know, all you need, but I am telling you, if you are not doing life with the person of the Holy Spirit, you are missing out. There is so much, there is so much adventure. There is so much, um, awe and eye-opening wonder when you are doing life fueled by the Holy Spirit. He wants to take you to places you never dreamt you'd go. And I don't even mean that in a success like shift. I mean like just the experiences of, of encountering God and the supernatural power of God on a daily basis going throughout your day is mind-blowing. It's like I can't, like you said, I can't imagine life any other way than with the Holy Spirit. And so, and, and then you think about people who go, well, my faith is so dry. It's so dull. I, God feels so distant. God feels, it feels like God is always so disappointed in me, right? I mean, I used to feel that way. I used to believe that God was disappointed in me until the grace of God wrecked me. 
I thought God was disappointed in me. I thought I was constantly letting him down because I I didn't recognize how I was covered in the perfection of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and that God delighted in me even on my worst days because Jesus covered me. And so when those things begin to wreck you, when you really allow the magnitude of God's grace and the extent to which Jesus went to rescue you, that is what propels you to want to live the kind of life that you're talking yeah, about, Janine. It's like sure. evidence that you have encountered the radical grace of God because once that wrecks you, you can't not tell other people about it. You can't not leave church and say, let me tell you about the God who rescued me yes. and, and and Jesus who loves me in the spirit who empowers me. I can't not tell you about it right. because if you are not living in this, you are missing out. <laughs> yes. Which is again, the title <laughs> of the book is just, it's so perfect because it's, it's so true. Once, once you have encountered the Holy Spirit, I personally feel like you're never the same. Like as much as you Mm -hmm. try to run or flee or, you know, you go back to your sin, there's something deep down inside you that is never the same because you've encountered, you've touched him, you've, you felt him, he's changed you. And so like, I mean, I remember the first time I encountered the Holy Spirit, it was like probably when I was 14 or 15 years old, I went to this summer camp. It was called Christ for the Nations or Youth for the Nations at Christ for the Nations. And I mean, the Holy Spirit literally wrecked me. And it was like from Mm -hmm. that day forward, like I was set free from this one sin that I had been struggling with for like years. Mm. And it's crazy. It's just, it's just one moment, just one touch. And there's that song. um, Do you listen to Maverick City worship music? Ah, obsessed. Move your heart right now. I can't even handle that that song. Move your heart. Weep. It's so Just good. weep in the car. Right. The fragrance line, I'm like, I can't. <laughs> it's so good. But there's this one line that they sing. Uh, ju- it's like, with just one touch, everything changes. Like, I'm yes. captivated. That's really what it is. With just one touch, with just one look, with just one encounter and moment with the Holy Spirit. And I just feel like you're yes. not the same. And even though you might go back to your sin, even though you might still try to run, you still try to hide, you're still like, okay, this isn't for me. This is weird. I don't, I don't want this. He's still going to pursue you. He's still going to chase after yes. you. Even if yes. you feel distant from him, he's not distant from you. That's the thing is he's yes, never left you on. and forsaken you. Yes. And so yes. I just, again, and I, I want to like ask you, ask you, like, what would you say to the people that are saying, okay, I'm, I'm trying, I'm so distant from him. I just don't feel him. What would you say to people that, that feel that way? I would say, I would echo everything you just said. It was so, it was so good. <laughs> Because he is the most loyal companion you will ever have. So even if you don't feel him, he is there. Jesus said he will never leave you. He will not leave you as orphans. And I think that's a beautiful thing about the Holy Spirit. We never have to fear losing his presence. He is the most loyal companion, but that doesn't mean we don't grieve him. And that doesn't mean we can't quench him. And that's an entirely other incredible conversation. It's all in the book, but we can grieve him. We can, we can diminish the sense of his presence by not nurturing that relationship, by not leaning into his presence, by, as Paul said, do not grieve the spirit of God, let go of all bitterness, wrath, anger, malice, slander. So Paul names all of these things that can grieve the Holy Spirit, 
actually the word lupio can be translated hurt the Holy Spirit because he has emotions and therefore diminish the sense of his presence. So while he's still there, we don't feel him because we are diminishing that sense of presence by grieving him. Um, And then Paul goes on to say, okay, well then how do we not grieve him? If I don't want to grieve him and I do want to live more aware of his presence, Paul says, be tenderhearted, forgiving one another the way Christ Jesus forgave you. And so how do we step into a deeper relationship with the Holy Spirit is living tenderhearted, living in that posture of forgiveness and repentance. And and the awareness of his presence will begin to bubble up inside of us. And then, you know, he says, don't quench him, right? And that means not putting to use the spiritual gifts God's given us for the common good to build up the church and to edify one another. So I think sometimes then we have to kind of do a heart check. I think about it in terms of, um, is my heart, a welcoming home for the Holy Spirit, right? I think about how much effort I put into my home. I want my home to be a welcoming place for my family, for my friends. I put a lot of energy into making it beautiful, into cleaning it up. But do I put that much energy into my heart Mm. being the dwelling place, the home to the Holy Spirit? And so when I don't feel his presence, when he feels distant, then I have to kind of do a heart check. And there's usually a really good reason if I'm willing to get honest about why I'm not feeling his presence, even though he is very much still present and desiring to work. And to what you said earlier, honestly, I think we're we're being ripped off if we're not leaning into the Holy Spirit. I mean, yeah. I don't want to be ripped off, yeah. right? Like, don't let the enemy convince you that this isn't for you right. because we all have access to the Holy Spirit if we know Jesus. But he's not equally active in our life. So if somebody's looking at you and going, well, he's active in your life and not in mine, but he can be. You have equal access to the Holy Spirit. Mm. Um, and there's and it's not all up to you. You just have to yield and repent and say, fill me again. Like Paul, literally, it's a daily filling. Like Paul says, be filled with the Holy Spirit. That is a command for a daily continual filling. Fill me with your spirit today. Lead me, empower me. Show me who you are. And that's a that's a prayer he loves to answer. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. He and, and the thing is when it says, draw near to me in James 4 8, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. The more yeah. you draw near to him, the more he's gonna show his face to you. And so yes. something that, you know, I I always think, and this just popped in my mind as you were speaking, is that people say, I don't feel him. But the thing is, feelings are real, but they're not always reliable. And so we have to go oh, back good. to facts of like, okay, it's real that you don't feel him. But if you go back to the truth, he's never left you because he says, I will never leave you or forsake you. And God cannot lie. So we have to go back yes. to facts in moments where we feel a certain way. So just because you feel distant doesn't mean that he's left you because he says he does it. Yes. And so um, yeah. I think praying a simple prayer of just like, okay, Lord, like I'm going to choose to go to facts over my feelings. And even though I don't feel right now that I'm close to you, I don't feel like I want to read my Bible. I don't feel your presence. I'm going to still choose to say, okay, God, I'm going to still try to press into this and say, Lord, search my heart. Come, come be in my room. I invite you y'all. It's as simple as 
inviting the Holy Spirit in your room. Every time before I lead a Bible study or I'm praying or I'm, you know, about to read my my Bible, I ask the Lord, I say, Holy Spirit, I invite you into Mm -hmm. this Bible study. I invite you into my quiet time. I invite you into my worship, worship session, just inviting him. And I really believe he will show up and he is very yes. in tune and he's sensitive. And that's something that I actually really loved. And you touched upon, upon this earlier is when I was reading your book that you were saying that the Holy Spirit is very sensitive. And that's actually why I've heard yes. a lot of people say that they think that the Holy Spirit is a woman. But I was like, what? Like, I don't know about that. <laughs> but you talked about it in John 14, where he talks about like describing the Holy Spirit as a he. Um, but I like that you said that like the Holy Spirit He is sensitive to our sin. And that's something that when people say, well, I'm just so distant from from God, or I'm so distant from from the Holy Spirit, I say, okay, well then let's look at your life. Is there unrepented sin? Is there willful sin? Because that's what sin always does. It separates us from God. And so it's always going to do that. It's always going to do that. And so making sure you look in your life, is there sin I'm willfully engaging in? Is there sin that I'm continually um, doing that I have not repented from? I have not confessed. And so if you're going to keep walking in on that and walking out on that sin, the Holy Spirit and like God, like they don't, God doesn't know sin. So it's hard for God to really look at sin and be like, I want to keep participating in that and be engaged in that. And so just be really real and honest. And like I said, do the search my heart and see if there's any offensive way in me, Lord. Do that prayer because that, and I think the Holy Spirit, he's going to show you, he's going to show you yes. if that, if there's something in your life. And the thing is, some of us, by having the Holy Spirit, we already know. We just don't want to admit it. We just don't want to deal with it. We don't want to, we just want to compartmentalize and say, okay, no, 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 but that one's fine. But I'll give you this one, God, but that one, that one's fine. And he's like, no, no, no. Yeah. I want every ounce of you because he is a jealous God. He's a sensitive, jealous yes. God and he craves our time. So good. So good. I write about that in chapter one where I knew that writing this book was going to hurt because I knew there were areas in my life that I had not given God full access to. And I knew that part of this journey was going to be everything you just said, getting really honest about where he wanted full access to Jeannie's heart, where he wanted full surrender, where he wanted me to know him in a deeper, more intimate way. It's so good. And so we have to invite that loving, convicting work in so that we can, because we, we want to be able to do both things. We want to be able to um, pursue sin, but also feel the presence of God. And those things can't, can't coexist, but I think yeah. it's, yeah, they can't coincide. But I think the other really important thing to mention is, you know, kind of that willful sin, that pursuit of sin, if you will, is it's, so I want to frame it in a way because as a perfectionist, um, I used to believe that I had to be perfect for Christ. I used to believe that it meant that this conversation for me would have translated as, okay, so now I have to be perfect and then I'll feel the Holy Spirit's presence. And so what's been transformational for me is realizing that this is not about being perfect for Christ. It's about being in pursuit of Christ. Those are very different things. So it goes back to what you said, as I draw near to him, as I pursue him, I am transformed. I am changed because that's what scripture says. As we get to know him better and better, not as we try harder and harder. It's as we get to know him better and better, we are transformed as we behold the glory of God. And the one that transforms us 
is the Holy Spirit. And so if we just pursue the person of Christ, we will experience, we will feel the Holy Spirit and his power will be unleashed in our lives. It can't not. So pursue the person of Christ in the Holy Spirit's power will be unleashed in your lives. You don't have to do that. He will do it in you and through you. Mm, That's so good. Okay. Before we close out, I kind of want to just touch upon again, what you said earlier, just about, because I think there's going to be some people listening to this and they're going to be like, okay, that sounds great and all, but like, you don't know what I've experienced. You haven't seen what we were saying earlier. Like you haven't seen the way this has hurt me. This has hurt my family. Someone that claimed that they had the Holy spirit and they said, Jesus's name, they prophesied something over me. And I thought it was going to be true and it never happened. Mm -hmm. And people have been so hurt by maybe what they've seen or even just scared, outright scared. And if they've been to maybe one of those, what they you call it, crazy charismatic churches, and they've been like, what is this? They saw some things they'd never seen before and it freaked them out. What would you say yeah. to somebody that is still curious about the Holy Spirit, but just a little bit jaded? Yeah. I think the first thing I would say is I'm sorry if you've been hurt in the name of the Holy Spirit. I'm really sorry because if you have been hurt in the name of the Holy Spirit, that was not of the Holy Spirit. And God grieves so deeply over the ways that we have abused his name for fame or power or money or prestige. God is so grieved and he grieves with you in in whatever ways you have been hurt. And so I'm sorry that that happened to you. Um, I would also say that I would encourage you to get to know him for who he really is. Because who he really is, is loyal. He's loving. He's the best friend you'll ever have. And I really believe that you will discover that if you are willing to get to know him for who he really is. He is more than you could ever ask or imagine. And so one of the questions that I set out to answer in Don't Miss Out was, who is he? What does he do? And why does it matter? And Janine, think about what um, Jesus said about the Holy Spirit. Um, in John chapter 16, he's preparing the disciples, uh, to ascend, to go back to the father. And he says to the disciples, uh, it is for your good that I leave. It is to your benefit that I go, because if I don't go, the Holy spirit won't come. But if I do go, he will come. And so if Jesus himself said, it is for your good that you have the Holy spirit, um, then we should, we can trust that. And so then we have to get to know him for who he really is. Open, open your Bible and just read John chapters 14 through 16 and read what Jesus said about the spirit of God, the spirit of Christ, who um, would come and take up residence in our hearts and be our advocate and our strengthener and our standby. So if you've seen weird things done in his name, or if you're afraid of him, I really, truly believe that if you will just spend a little bit of time getting to know him for who he really is. Not only will you never be the same, but you will never want to go a day without the awareness of his presence in your life. Mm, That is so good. I second that. Thank you for saying that. Um, And I just have a couple like last little final scriptures to share. I think something too is that just come to the Lord. The Bible says to come with like childlike faith. Like basically Mm -hmm. just wash all the preconceived ideas and things that you've experienced and, and say this verse over you, over you yourself, Psalm 51, 10, that says, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit 
within me, a right spirit, a spirit that is open and willing and receiving. And that just says, okay, God, like, I know what I saw might've scared me, but I want to have the right spirit about your spirit. And so just declaring that verse over yourself and Hebrews always talks about, you know, if you hear my word today, do not harden your hearts. Don't harden your hearts to the, to God and to the will of God. And so just asking the Lord, okay, God, like, is my heart hardened to, to the Holy spirit? And if so, soften my heart and give me Mm -hmm. a new perception of who the Holy spirit is. And so before we close out, I actually haven't done this, but before we close out, I would just like to pray over our listeners that maybe are jaded or scared or just simply are like, okay, I'm not jaded. I'm not scared. I'm ready to experience this. Number one, I would say, get the book. (laughs) Don't miss out. (laughs) And your book comes out. It already came out, correct? On the 11th, right? Yeah, it just came out. Okay, awesome. So you guys can go check this out. Where can they purchase this book? Everywhere books are sold. Amazon, Target, Barnes and Noble, all the places. Awesome. Y'all check it out. I've already been reading it and I love it. So definitely check this out. Um, And then I also just want to, um, I just want to pray over the listeners today um, that they could maybe even encounter the Holy Spirit in this podcast right here. So would you like to start and then I will just close us out and then we will just end today's podcast. Amazing. All right. Let's do it. I love that you're doing this. (laughs) Father God, we love you so much, and we thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to rescue us. We pray, God, that that grace that you showed us in your son would wreck our hearts, that it would reveal to us um, just the unfathomable love that you have for us, that everything we've carried uh, has been washed clean, and that we are new, that you have made us new creations, and that you have put your spirit in us. Father, I pray for um, everybody who's listening today that they would just, as Janine so beautifully said, that we would um, pray that you would soften our hearts, that you would open up our hearts to a new awareness of your presence. Father, we know that the Holy Spirit is the one who brings intimacy with you, that we can feel your personal presence with us. And God, we long for intimacy with you and your son. And so we just pray that the Holy Spirit would um, stir just a deep affection and appreciation in us for you, that he would make your love abound in our lives more and more, that we would be so assured of our adoption and our beloved status as your daughters, because that is what your Holy Spirit delights to do in us. And so uh, Holy Spirit, we just pray that you would fall upon every listener. We pray that you would fill us, fill us, Holy Spirit, with your presence, with your power, that we would know the transforming power of your love in our lives, even in this very moment. Yes. Um, and Holy Spirit, I just invite you into this podcast, God. I just pray that if there's anyone listening that has never encountered the Holy Spirit, that right now, that in this moment, today would be the day that they feel the presence of God right now, wherever they are, whether that's at work or on a walk or in their rooms or in their car, Holy Spirit, that you would just come right now, that you would just stir up this affection in their heart, that they would feel something right now, that they would feel your overwhelming sense of love and your presence and your comfort and how you are the helper that we would not do life without you, that we would not limit ourselves or put you in a box, that we would not say mm-hmm. that you are the God of the impossible, but you are, that we would say that you're God of the, that you're the God of the, the limitless. No, but you're the God of the impossible for a reason, because you can do things 
that we can never imagine. We cannot do them on our own, but with you and with the Holy Spirit, we can do everything. So I just invite the Holy Spirit right now just to stir up affections in people's hearts that right now wounds would be healed. Heartbreaks would be healed. Addictions would be healed. People would be set free that they would not do life apart from the Holy Spirit, that they would now have their eyes open, their hearts softened to the Holy Spirit. This Holy Spirit that transcends over everything that right now, even in their car, through this, this their, through their speaker with my microphone, that they could feel the presence of the Holy Spirit that sets people free, that breaks chains, that breaks addictions, that breaks guilt and shame. We just call upon that name right now in the name of Jesus. And we just thank you, God, for your Holy Spirit that is inside all of us. And it's in your holy, holy name. Amen. Amen. I love it. I felt the Holy Spirit. <laughs> so good. We, we we just went to church. Yes, we did. Amen. <laughs> People have to get saved today. <laughs> Come on. I love it. Jeannie, oh. thank you so much for g- jumping on here with me oh. today. Your love for Jesus is contagious. Your um your affection for the Holy Spirit is just incredible. I just I'm so glad we talked today. Oh, it's really it's you. a beautiful thing to witness. Thank you. I mean, he literally like like you were saying like he's he's transformed my life. And so I can't go but help and be like, "Look, try this, have this, taste this, taste and see the goodness <laughs> of the Lord." Like I can't yes. help but do that. So thank you so much for yes. Spending an hour with me or 45 minutes with me. Y'all check out this book. It's amazing. The link will be down below. Um, and they can just follow you on Instagram too. What is your handle on Instagram? Yeah. Jeannie Cunyon. Everything's Jeannie Cunyon. And we're doing, um, we're actually doing a, there's a, on my website, um, if you want to, because I think studying the Holy Spirit and community is really significant. So good. Yes. Right. So good. And we just, um, my friend, Terry, the one who introduced us, helped me create this incredible six week study guide. It's Ooh. a free download on my website. And so, um, gather with your friends like this, that feels like a heavy topic, but it's not, it doesn't have to be. I think you'll find it to be really digestible and accessible. So gather with your friends, download the free study guide and get to know the Holy Spirit with your friends so that you guys can do life in community with the Holy Spirit. So good. And that's the way it was intended to be done. I love it. Yeah. Take advantage of that for (laughs) sure. The link will be down below. And again, I just hope that this podcast helped somebody out there. Just open your eyes a little bit more. Um, and yeah, Jeannie, I'm looking forward to seeing where this book takes you. I think you're going to do amazing Thank things you. with this. And I really believe this is going to just change some people's lives. So thanks for your boldness and obedience to the Lord. And yeah, thank, thank you, you guys for listening to today's awesome. episode. I will see you guys next Tuesday. And thank you again, Jeannie. I will see you around, hopefully. All right. Thank you. Friends. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.